Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. title of my message this afternoon is called The Realities of Faith. The Realities of Faith. So if you're taking notes at the top of your notes, you can write The Realities of Faith. And as you all know, we began a new series of teachings entitled, Lord, Show Me Your Glory. That was Moses' cry on the top of the mountain, overwhelmed by the presence of God. He cried out to the Lord, I beseech thee, show me your glory. And the Lord responded immediately by saying to Moses, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will declare the name of the Lord. In the Lord's mind, God's glory and God's goodness are one and the same. One of the foundational scriptures we have looked at is Psalm 31, verse 19. It says, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. We've already mentioned and established through the scriptures that God has prepared and laid up for us who fear him, not just goodness, but great goodness. The psalmist said in Psalm 27 verse 13, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We also mentioned that the way to tap into the reservoir of God's goodness, which he has already prepared for us, is by faith and through faith. The psalmist said, unless I had believed, I would have fainted. Believed what? He believed, no matter what he went through, that he would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Jesus said to Martha concerning her brother, because she said to him, Lord, if you were here, my brother would not have died. And Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? The bridge or the mechanism by which we draw from the reservoir of goodness of God which He has prepared for us and bring it into this physical, natural realm is faith, believing. We've talked about faith as the invisible hand that reaches out into the invisible spiritual realm, takes hold of what already belongs to us and brings it into this physical natural realm. Therefore, it is imperative that we study 
and learn concerning the subject of faith all that we need to know. Now, therefore, I have chosen as the foundation for our teaching tonight, Hebrews chapter 11, beginning with verse 1 through 3, where the word defines what faith really is. The word says in Hebrews 11 verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Let me say this right at the outset of our teaching. It's my personal conviction that the subject of faith is one of the most misunderstood subjects in the Bible and one which is often spoken against as a result of a lack of knowledge concerning the subject of faith. And this misunderstanding primarily is caused because Faith always and always deals with the unseen and invisible world of the Spirit. One of the first things we need to understand if we're going to understand and grasp the definition of faith is that beyond this physical natural realm, there is another realm which is spiritual and not perceived by our five physical senses. Now, just because we can't see this realm with our physical eyes, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right in the very room where you are, there are things which you cannot see, but that does not mean they are not present. Can you see the germ? There are germs all around the room where you are. Unless you have a microscope and look through it, you will never be able to see the germs. There are radio waves. There are television waves right in the very room where you are. You do not see them. But that is no evidence that they do not exist. If you bring a TV and plug it into the wall, turn it on and tune it in, those waves would start to broadcast and you would see images. That's not when those waves originated. They were there before you plugged in your television. So it is with the subject of faith. So when we speak about faith, we need to understand that faith always moves and works in the invisible realm of the spiritual world. There is a spiritual world. There is a natural physical world. The Bible says that Things which are seen and perceived by our physical senses were made by things which do not appear. In other words, the spirit world is the parent of this natural physical world. And the spirit world is more real, more powerful than this physical natural world. God used words, and through those words, he, he released his faith 
which is the substance of things not seen, and he created this visible world. Now, because we have been trained all of our lives to believe only what we see or feel, we reject anything that cannot be proven by science or by our five physical senses. We are, most of us, even believers, that's what the Bible calls carnal Christians or sense rule Christians, where they cannot believe or accept anything they do not feel, see, smell, taste, or hear with the natural senses. The Bible says that the natural man or the carnal person cannot receive the things of the Spirit because they are foolishness to him. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. This verifies what I've just mentioned. But the natural man, the man who has not the Spirit of God, or the Christian who has not matured and who does not walk by the Spirit, but he walks still by his five natural senses, is called the carnal Christian receives not the things of the Spirit, for they are foolishness to him because they are spiritually discerned. Neither can he know them, the Word says. Now, the Bible also says that God is a Spirit. John chapter 4. We cannot know God by our physical senses. It is impossible. Why? Because he lives in another realm. Because he is a spirit, he lives in the realm of the spirit. And the only way you and I get to know him is by faith through the spirit. That's the only way we can approach God, we can know God. Are you with me so far? This is so important for us to grasp. Faith is the same thing. The Bible says that faith is of the spirit. It is a spiritual substance. It is a spiritual force that is tangible yet not perceived by the five natural senses. This is what Hebrews 11 verse 2 says, verse 1 and 2. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and substance is a tangible force. This very table is substance. My laptop is substance. But it is, faith is a spiritual substance, a tangible force. And with this very substance, the Bible says God created the worlds, both visible and invisible, so that things which are seen were created by things which do not appear or which are not seen. That is why I say that the that the spiritual world is the parent of this natural, physical world. God used His faith to create the world and all that is in it. Now listen carefully. This force of faith, this substance of faith, according to the Word of God, was given to every believer at the time of his rebirth to live by to walk by, and to create his own world by the Word of God. 
Turn with me to Romans chapter 12, verse 3. It's important because many people don't know that when they got born again, they received the measure of faith. So they cry out to God, Lord, give me more faith. But all we need to do is learn how to use the faith that already God deposited within our spirits when we got born again. Paul, writing to the Romans, he says, For I say, through the grace given to me, to every man among you. He's talking to the church now, not to the unbeliever, not to a worldly person, but to the believer. Every person that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt, past tense, to every man the measure of faith. Not a measure, the measure. Now, God has given to every single one of us the same measure of faith when we receive Christ as our personal Savior and Lord. We were born again. We were saved. Ephesians 2, 8 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Talking about the faith is the gift of God. Grace we know. Everybody knows that grace is a gift. You are saved through grace, by grace, through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So God gave to each and every one of us the measure of faith. Thank God for this measure of faith that God has given us to live by, to walk by, and to see the demonstration and the manifestation of God's goodness every single day in our lives and in the lives of our loved ones. Now, this verse of Scripture tells us that our thoughts must agree with, line up with, with the measure of faith we have already received from God. This is why it's so important that all of us stay in the Word long enough that our minds are renewed in accordance with the Word of God and with the measure of faith that we have received. Now, God has given us this measure of faith to live by. Remember, over and over again, the New Testament says, the just shall do what? Shall live by what? The just shall live by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. How do you look at things which are not seen? By faith. God has created us, I believe, with six senses. Not just five, six. The sixth sense is the faith of God. We ought to see by faith. We ought to hear by faith. We ought to walk by faith, not by feeling or by sight. We are not just natural beings, physical beings. The Word of God says we are supernatural beings because we have received the Spirit of God within us. One third of us is spiritual. Another third of us is soulish. We are spirit beings. We have a soul 
and we live in this physical, natural body. Your body is not the real you. It's the house you live in. Nobody has really seen the real you. Unless in the spirit. What I'm looking at is your house. The house you live in. Amen. Some of us have got pretty houses. Some of us have got painted houses. Some of us have got different color houses. But nevertheless, the body is not the real you. It is the house you live in. We have a soul. The soul is made up of our will, our ability to think and calculate, and our emotions. Now, it is important for you to understand that you don't need any more faith than the measure God has already given you but what we, we do need to do is learn how to flow and cooperate with this faith that God has put on the inside of us. Romans, I think, chapter 3 says that faith is a law. In other words, faith is governed by spiritual laws. And that is why we need to study the subject. Find out what causes faith to come. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is released by speaking words of faith. All of these are different laws which we will go into it as we go further into the series of studies. I believe that the faith we have received is not natural faith. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, have the God kind of faith. The Greek translation says, have God's faith. In other words, it's not a natural faith. It's a supernatural faith. It is faith, the faith of God, the measure of the faith of God that's been deposited within us. And I believe that this is one of the greatest gifts the Lord has given to the believer. The very faith of the Son of God by which we are to live the kind of life God intended for us to live. It is impossible to live the kind of life that God intended for you and I to live and fulfill our God-given purpose without this God-given faith. You cannot do it. Because the things that God tells us or instructs us to do are impossible to do with just natural human ability. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. That is why God has given you this faith to live the life that is impossible for natural human beings to live. So stop thinking of yourself as just a mere natural physical being. You're not. You're much more than that. And we need to recognize and know ourselves after the Spirit, not after the flesh. Listen to what Paul said in Galatians 2.20. This is very important. Listen carefully. T put your antennas high up. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, 
who loved me and gave himself for me. Notice what Paul said. The life I now live in this body, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Do we really believe this statement? We would be jumping up and down with sheer joy. I have the faith of the Son of God within me. The same faith. I have the same faith, like precious faith, Peter said, that Paul and Peter and John had. It's the same faith. It is in me. It is in you. Most of the time we are ignorant of it. And we beg and we cry out to God, Lord, give me more faith. Lord, give me more faith. And God says, learn to use what I've given you. It is enough. If it was enough to raise Jesus from the dead, it is enough for you to do whatever God commands you to do. That is why Jesus instructed us to go out and he said, these signs will follow the believer, the one who has this God kind of faith. You shall lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Amen. They will cast out demons. How? By the faith of God that lives within every single believer. But do we really believe that? Many believers. I'll say, I'm going to go to my pastor because God hears his prayers, but don't hear my prayers. Ignorance, lack of knowledge. That is why the word of God says, my people perish, perish for a lack of knowledge. Every single day we should get up in the morning declaring the word of the Lord. Father, thank you that I have the faith of the Son of God within me. All things are possible to me because I am a believer. And the word of God says in 1 John 4, 4, And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Did you know? That through this faith, because you are in Christ, you are a world overcomer. You're not going to be. You already are. And we need to believe that. Do we really believe the statement? That the faith of the Son of God who loved me, He gave me this faith to live by. Amen. Whether we believe it or not, it's the truth. Truth will never change remains the same. But we can only receive the benefits of it if we really believe it from our heart. It is a fact that the God kind of faith that raised Jesus from the dead indwells every born-again believer. The difference between Paul and us, or Peter and us, is that most of us don't really know what we have. And even if we do have a revelation of it, we have not learned how to fully function and operate in this God kind of faith. Now, I don't want to go any further because I don't want to give you too much. But next week, I want us to study the invisible realities of faith. And one of the things that we need to know, not just in our heads, but in our hearts, we need to know ourselves by faith and after the Spirit and not according to the flesh. Somebody asks you who you are, 
you need to immediately tell them, not according to your natural descent, who you are physically, but who you are in the spirit. And I'm going to give you this verse, and we're going to close here and discuss it if you like. I know we have a testimony right after the message. Michael has got a beautiful testimony he will share with us. <clears throat> Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17 says the following. Therefore, from now on, we regard no man according to the flesh. The King James says, we know no man after the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, can I see your hands, those who are in Christ, please? Hallelujah. He is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The word regard means to look upon or think of or know yourself after the Spirit. So it is important that every single one of us know ourselves by faith after the Spirit and not according to our physical natural appearance. Who are you? I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I am born by the incorruptible word of God. I have the life and the nature of God within me and within you. I'm a world overcomer. I am blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. We should know ourselves more in the spirit than we know ourselves in the natural. And so often I hear believers saying, oh, I'm just, I'm just a nobody. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. Well, you were an old sinner, but you got saved by grace and now you are a new creation in Christ Jesus and you've become the very righteousness of God. Or people would say, I'm just such a worm. I'm, I'm such a failure. No, no. God never created failures. Very often with the words of our mouths, we trap ourselves into limitations, weakness, fear, and doubt, and all that garbage that, belong, that does not belong to new creations. So you need to know yourself. Who are you? Identity in the realm of the spirit is vitally important in the natural. You cannot do anything legal. You cannot transact without your ID. You may have a million or ten million dollars in the bank. You go to the bank, you want to withdraw that money. They will not give it to you. Even if they know who you are in the natural, they know who you look like. They said, ID, please. Social security. You don't show them an ID, you cannot touch those funds even if they belong to you. Are you with me? In the realm of the spirit is the same. Even your ID carries much more weight than your natural ID. The devil must know who you are and you must know who you are. Who am I? I'm a child of God. I'm born of the Spirit of God. I am blessed with every spiritual blessing. I am redeemed from the curse of the law. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. You're not weak. You're strong. 
You're not fearful. You are a believer and all things are possible to you because you believe. Jesus said so. Folks, it's time we start believing God's word and acting on it because it's the truth. Many people misunderstand faith. That's why they're confused. They think that faith is saying something is so when it isn't really so. But if I say it long enough and believe it long enough and confess it long enough, it will become so. No, that's not faith. Faith speaks of spiritual facts and realities. They are real, more real than the natural physical truth. And the, and, and, the, and the realities of the spiritual world will override and overcome the natural realities or facts if we choose to believe what we cannot see and what we cannot feel. That is why Jesus said, whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. When do you believe that you receive? When you pray. Not when you see them, not when you feel them. Jesus said to Thomas, blessed are those who have not seen, yet have believed. We are believers, folks, and it's time we start believing the truth, the word of God. What God says is final authority. If God says you're healed, then you are. But your body says, oh, I am sick, I feel sick. Yes, it is a fact, but that is a natural fact. The spiritual fact is you are healed. You have a choice. Who do you believe? The word of God that says you healed or your natural truth or the natural facts that says you are sick. Whom you believe, that is what will manifest. So many of us, we yield to our symptoms. We are trapped in this, in this natural five physical sense world. And it seems like we cannot believe anything beyond our natural senses. That's not faith. And we need to start believing the truth. That's why we should put our noses in the word of God and stay there until the word of God stays in us. And the word becomes more real than our physical senses or what we hear and see with our natural eyes. Amen. We will continue next week on the subject of spiritual identity, who we are, what we have, and what we can do. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for your precious word. Thank you for the word of God that reveals things to us that are truth, that are realities. Thank you for this great goodness that you have laid up for those who fear you and love you. Everything we will ever need or desire in this world to, to fulfill the call of God, to fulfill our God-given purpose, has already been given to us. It is ours by faith. Thank you that the Word of God gives us a window into the spiritual realm and we are able to see those things which belong to us. Father, teach us to use our faith, to exercise our faith, to believe the Word of God above our five physical senses, and to stand on your precious truth in Jesus' precious and wonderful name. Thank you, Lord, for revelation knowledge 
and thank you for spiritual understanding. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.